Hello and welcome to Busting History and Science. My name's Lisa and this is my dad. Alan. And today I thought we could talk about dyslexia. Yeah, I'm really sorry that we're not doing another episode to the mini-series. We're trying to get that back up and going, but there's been a few complications. And I'm really sorry it's been a long time. Again, complications. But I think you're really going to enjoy this one. Like, even while I was doing the research for this, I found out one in five people actually have dyslexia. So that means most people who are listening to this will have dyslexia. Yeah, there's so many levels of dyslexia. Now... Some people will ask, what is dyslexia? Well, dyslexia can mean a lot of different things. It can mean you have difficulty reading, difficulty writing, difficulty with numbers. Yeah, uh, I mean, personally, I have difficulty with reading and writing. My brain shrinks the lettering for no apparent reason. It's very annoying. Um, Mine, my... The letters seem to kind of jump about. Why? I've no idea, but I'm, I've grown to accept it and I've grown to learn to read like that, if you can understand what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of these people will actually surprise you who had dyslexia. Like, one of these people, which is the last one that we're going to do, my jaw literally dropped. Right, now, here's one for you. Albert Einstein. Oh, yeah, he had dyslexia. And if you don't know who he was, he was famous for the theory of of gravity, which is a theory which kind of we live by. Because if gravity didn't exist, we would all be floating. But do you know how he made that theory, Dad? Was that not something to do with sitting under a tree? That's somewhat a myth, but no one can either prove it or disprove it. Basically, the way it works was he was sitting... How it goes and how people say it is, he was sitting under a tree and an apple fell and it hit him on his head. And he was like, hmm, why do things never go up or down or sideways? Or in in circles, which is one that my teacher used to love telling us. Uh, Gravity. Yeah, and then he came up with his theory. So, do you know what he was like in school? Mm, Young. (laughs) (laughs) He went to a Catholic school and to the surprise and happiness of his family, he actually turned out top of his class. Wow. So, that also lets you know that just because you have dyslexia... Or really anything. Or anything like that, it doesn't matter you can still be very very smart it's just getting it from your head onto paper that can sometimes be a challenge yeah he then exchanged to another school and he was like yeah i don't like this it's in his own words it wasn't the right environment for him to learn so what did he do he basically just kind of got his grades and then went out and became a mathematician and he's the albert einstein that we all know today wow that's cool Sadly, Albert Einstein Albert Einstein was born in 1979 and he died in 1855. Wow. 
I know somebody else. Leah. Before you go on to that one, Dad, I've got a fun fact here for you. Do you know he paid his wife, who was the only girl in his physics class, with the money from the Nobel Prize to get a divorce and then married his first cousin? That's strange. <laughs> Very strange. Yeah. Well, just as I was saying there, I know someone else, Leonardo da Vinci. Oh, yes. Now, this is a good one. Now, it would be hard for me to tell you everything that Leonardo da Vinci done because... He was a painter. He was a painter, <laughs> he was a sculptor, an engineer, a scientist. An engineer? Yeah, he done some engineering. Wow, I never knew that. Yeah, he done pretty much everything. So I've just put down here, artist plus more. So... Well, I certainly didn't. When was he born? He was born in 1452 and died in 1519. He died. He didn't actually uh, die rich. He, he died quite poor, didn't he? His paintings didn't actually sell that well. So that's something that I found quite surprising. But what do you think he was like in school, Dad? Um, I'm going to say quite eccentric. <laughs> Trick question. He actually never really went to school. Seriously? He had a basic education, which was nothing more than knowing how to read, write and maths. And basically what happened was his dad was fascinated with his love for, with Leonardo's love for art and was like, oh, hey. When you're 15, we're going to get you an apprentice for a really big artist. And then he became one of the biggest artists in the Renaissance. Wow. So that again, that shows you, if you've got dyslexia, you flourish in other things. And yeah. you flourish in most things that other people can't do very well. Like, he would have struggled with like reading and writing or maths, depending on what kind. I never really researched that bit of it because no one probably will know. But he was amazing at art. He was an engineer. Yeah, he'd done a lot of things. Great, that's fantastic. I know another artist. Do you? Pablo Picasso. Really? Yeah. Well, I actually have got him down here. He was famous for making his style of painting abstract for anyone who didn't know, a really big thing in Paris, in, or more or less the whole of France. Wow. Now, tell me, what kind of uh, schooling did he have? He actually went to the fine arts school where his father taught at only age 13. Well. Wow. So, did he did he get any like honors or degrees or anything like that? Not that I can really see, but again, if you want to do any further background research and just post any further information on the Facebook page, feel free to. Great. And our last one. 
before you go into that one, Dad, there's still some things that you should properly know about Pablo Picasso. Uh, he was born in 1881 and died in 1973. Now, how long do you think his name was? Well, most people's names, what? Well, maybe about five names, something like that. Well, remember, at this time, it was more common to have a longer name. Six, seven names. Twenty-five words long. Wow! <laughs> you imagine putting that in one of the DVLA forms? It just would not fit. Imagine that on a passport. A passport, sir. Your name doesn't fit. Wow! That is that's blown me away. I'm, I never knew that. I've got a friend who's got eight names. I thought that was unusual. I suppose in those days, it would be. It would be normal. Yeah, like I said, longer names were common. Now, this last one absolutely blew me away. Like, my jaw dropped. I immediately just ran through and told you. Yep. Now, Agatha Christie. Dame Agatha Christie, for your information. Mm, I stand corrected. Yeah, so she was most famous for writing her books on many things, but she was most famous for writing books on detectives and also creating one of the most world-famous detectives. you know who that is? Mr. Poirot. <laughs> you that, that was an absolute rubbish uh, impersonation. I... I apologise. You can't voice act to save your life. No, I can't. Well, what kind of school do you think she went to? Mm, I'm going to say just an ordinary school. <laughs> just a state school. Her spelling was so bad that she actually went to... She was actually homeschooled. Wow. Now, this would be before the time of computers. So Yeah, she was born in 1960. 1960, that's definitely pre-computers. So Or, or PP. <laughs> or PC. So she may have had a, someone writing it down in shorthand, possibly. But that's highly unlikely because that would have cost a lot of money when you're just an outstanding author. And these days, you don't really have that. That's correct, yeah. Wow. Now, another thing for you. How many languages do you think her books were turn, were translated into? Oh. Europe? A hundred different languages. That's more than Europe. <laughs> <laughs> So, have you watched any of Agatha Christie's movies or anything like that? Oh, yes. <laughs> you watch them, but you can't watch Descendants? Uh, no. Comment on our next post on Facebook if you want him to watch Descendants. If I get enough comments, I will watch Descendants. A hundred comments. A hundred comments and I will watch Descendants. Three hundred for all three. Okay. 
Hi, here's a fun fact. Did you know the Mayan people worshipped turkeys and treated them like gods? You mean that thing we eat every Christmas? That thing we eat every Christmas, they treated like a god. And that was in Why? 13 BC. Why? No, not 13. 300 BC. Okay, but why? Because it was big and ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they just did. Was it maybe because they thought it was a symbol of power from the gods? It probably yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, that is shocking. Apart from it being big and ugly. <laughs> what do you have against the Mayan people? No, I'm talking about the turkey. What do you have against the turkeys? Nothing. They're good to eat. Yeah, I really want to eat turkey now. <laughs> anyway, that's it for the fun fact, isn't it? Yep. Now for our ambiguous question. Well, this isn't really an ambiguous question. It's more what's known as a paradox, which is something that people can't really get their heads around. So if I have a hunk of sand and I take away one sand grain at a time till there's only one sand grain left, is that still known as a hump of sand? Or when does it turn from a hump to a pile to singular? Is that not all the same? hump a lump i didn't say lump all right uh, <laughs> a hump a pile to then singular right okay so you've got a, pi a hump of sand uh-huh is that not the same as a pile well what do you think uh hump well not really because a hump is huge uh -huh. it can be really huge but so can a pile yeah so or then, it can be really really small uh-huh so like there's a conversion from mountains to monroes to hills when would you say it goes from a hump to a pile to singular pass i couldn't say that so technically technically if you had three grains of sand mm -hmm. you could say that's a pile yes but you could also then using this logic say it's a hump of sand so if you took one of them away that'd yeah. be two grains yes i don't know i have no idea uh let us know what your thoughts are on this because it's got me completely baffled. I think baffled. I finally got one where he's not got an idea. Uh, it's completely baffled me. I literally got what, this one from another podcast and I couldn't solve it. No, I, I don't have a, I don't have an idea on this one. Normally I can have a sort of idea, but I don't in this case. Well, I think it would like maybe when you reach like 50 or something it would maybe turn from a hump to a p 
pile but even then i wouldn't say like singular that's not hump that's a grain of sand yeah but then maybe when you reach like five it becomes a pile i don't know what would you define it as baffling (laughs) next question (laughs) what am i meant to have two okay guys unfortunately that's us reached the end of this podcast and we really look forward to doing another one very soon it'll be sooner than this one Uh uh-huh i'm really sorry about the way i'm sorry this is a short one but it was just a nice fun topic and i thought it would be nice to cover i've had this idea for a while now ever since international dyslexia week but it was never really put into motion yeah and it is something that if you have dyslexia it's it's not a hold back it's something that you should be proud of the way it was put to me is it's not a disability it's a different ability that is a fantastic way to describe it thanks i got that from a youtuber called Thorman. <laughs> it's a different ability which also can mean you perspire not perspire <laughs> aspire in different things like how art. Leonardo, Leonardo da Vinci Pablo Picasso art music even yeah so stay safe guys and I will see you yeah very soon and we'll hopefully get something out in the pay on the Facebook page busting history and science on Facebook but for now it's bye for me and me bye guys bye